Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. Our listener support campaign continues. Our focus is on Patreon support. We still welcome support on a one-time basis. Support.GreatDetectives.net Using the Zell app to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net Or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. But again, focus is on Patreon support. Uh, you can become one of our Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month at patreon.greatdetectives.net. And uh, you can join our growing uh, number, more than 200 Patreon supporters. And as a Patreon supporter, you'll receive a monthly newsletter, and you'll also get to vote. For our summer series. There are other ways you get to impact the program that I've discussed. Such as special one-off things that I'll call up for votes. Or I'll just ask Patreon supporters uh, for their thoughts on uh, something I'm thinking about doing with the program. So if you're interested, go over to patreon.greatdetectives.net. But now it is time for today's episode of Box 13. And the title is The Treasure of Hang Lee. Box 13, with the star of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Box 13, care of the Star Times. If your advertisement is on the level, I think you'll find this worth your time. Be in the Quan Hai shop in Chinatown at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Pretend you want to buy some jade. Reject the first two pieces offered, then mention the Hang Lee piece in the window. Buy the Hang Lee. This will be worth a lot of money to you. Remember, it's the Quan Hai shop in Chinatown. Quan Hai shop in Chinatown. Ask for jade, but reject the first two pieces. Then mention the Hang Lee piece in the window. Go back and wait for further instructions. Hmm. That was the letter. No signature. It sounded interesting, and it was. If you like murder. And now back to The Treasure of Hang Lee. Another Box 13 adventure with Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. I don't get it, Mr. Holliday. Why should you reject the first two pieces? Ah, that's what makes the letter interesting, Susie. Why reject the first two pieces and then mention the Hangley piece? All right. Why? Hmm. I think I've got an idea. What is it? Pretty obvious, Susie. Look, the letter doesn't say anything about identifying myself, does it? No, it doesn't. Well, if I follow instructions, follow them exactly, I'll be tipping myself to someone in the store. You get it? Oh, sure. Whoever wrote the letter will be there, too, waiting for you to follow instructions. That's a great deduction. And I did it all myself, too. You sure did. Okay, Susie, I'm going to make like Marco Polo and visit our Chinese friends. (laughs) 
It took me a half an hour to drive to Chinatown and another ten minutes to find the shop of Quan Hai. I looked in the windows. There was the usual line of stuff. Back scratchers, Quan Yins, bamboo trinkets, red lacquer bowls. But only one piece of jade. It was roughly square and seemed to have been broken. It, it looked like a part of a bigger piece. So I went into the shop. There were six or seven other people besides myself and... Well, they were looking at curios, and no one paid any attention to me. Then a young Chinese clerk smiled and came over to me. Oh, yes, sir. Can I help you, please? Oh, yes, I, um, I want to buy a piece of jade. Yes, sir. You want a certain color? Well, I don't know. This is a very nice piece, sir. It is what we call the mutton fat color. It's very nice, but not quite what I want. A ring, perhaps? Cough links? A snuff bottle? Mm, I don't know. You see, it's for a gift. Oh, this piece is very fine, sir, and the carving is excellent, but it is not very old. Oh, uh, there's a piece in the window, the only piece. What is that? The piece in the window, sir? Yes, it's a hang leap piece, isn't it? Well? If you will please to follow me, sir. But the piece is in the window. I know, sir, but for that piece, you will have to see Mr. Kwan. This way, please. If you please, sir, in here, I will send for Mr. Kwan. You will please excuse me now, sir, the other customers. Yeah, uh, sure, thank you. It is nothing at all. He went out, and I heard a key turn in the lock of the door. For a moment, I was left alone in a room that was different from the rest of the store. Very different. Instead of the usual junk that tourists buy, this room was a treasure house. Rose quartz, wonderful jade screens, beautiful porcelain bowls that seemed to be lighted from inside, lacquerware that shone like satin in the dim light. I was looking around me when... Good afternoon, sir. Oh, oh how do you do, Mr. Kwan? I am Mr. Kwan. Please to sit down, sir. Thank you. May I help you, Mr... Mr... My name is Holiday, Dan Holiday. I am honored, Mr. Holiday. Uh... Your clerk told me I'd have to see you about that Hang Lee jade in the window. Yes, that is true. You want that piece, Mr. Holiday? Yes, I'd, I'd like to buy it. One moment. It is strange. That Hang Lee piece has lain in the window for two weeks now. You are the first to ask for it. I, uh, well, I saw it and liked it. Of course. You are a man of excellent taste. It is a very fine piece. Incredibly ancient and incredibly valuable. Oh? Well, maybe... Maybe I can't afford it. Uh, the Hangley piece, Mr. Kwan. Thank you, Lan. That is all. Yes, Mr. Kwan. Does he always lock the door when he leaves this room? There are very valuable things in this room, Mr. Holiday. Oh, I see. But the Hangley piece, is it valuable, Mr. Kwan? Yes, Mr. Holiday. So valuable... That there is no price on it. Odd that you should ask for it. You have no idea how odd. It is a piece of a larger work. A 12 inches by 12 inches to be exact. This is only one third of the original. May I see it? Certainly. Hmm. It looks like a wonderful piece of jade. Do you know what Confucius said about jade? Well, I seem to have heard quite a few things Confucius was supposed to have said. But I doubt if any of them would fit the bill just now. Uh, yes. But Confucius said that jade is like truth. 
it gives out a bright rainbow, and it shows a pure spirit among the hills and streams. Truth gives out a bright rainbow. Mm -hmm. That's a very pretty figure of speech, Mr. Guam. Yes. Truth is very often a figure of speech. Is it not, Mr. Holliday? Yes, I'm afraid you're right. But about this piece... Ah, yes. You will note the carving, very beautifully done. These are Chinese characters, aren't they? Yes. It is too bad the other two-thirds of the entire piece are missing. Oh? Why is that? I mean, beyond the fact that it seems a shame to ruin such a magnificent thing. A foolish old Chinese legend, Mr. Holliday. It says that he who translates the writing will be led to a treasure beyond all price. But you'd have to have all three pieces. You would need all three pieces. And where are the other two? I do not know. Mm, I see. Well, Mr. Kwan, how much for this piece? Mr. Holliday, it has no price. You mean it's not for sale? It is not for sale. But I don't understand. It was in the window. Yes, I... and no one inquired about it. Perhaps because collectors would not be interested in a broken piece. That could be. But that still doesn't explain why you had it in your window, and yet not have it for sale. Because, Mr. Holliday, the piece is yours. I beg your pardon. What did you say? The Hungley piece is yours. There is no price on it. But I can't take it without paying for it. You ask for it? Of course I did, Mr. Kwan, but I'm prepared to pay for it. I, I am sorry. There is no price. The piece is yours for the taking. Hmm. Well, suppose someone else had come in and asked for it. Would you have given it to anyone? Only to one who asked for it by name, as you did. I don't understand. Truth, Mr. Holliday, is a figure of speech. I have told you the truth. The Hungley piece is yours. Please take it. Now, if you will excuse me. Just a moment, Mr. Kwan. Suppose I refuse to walk out with this. It is a matter of indifference to me. Then, as a matter of curiosity, how much is the piece worth? That depends upon who has it. And that means what? That is hard to say. To a collector, the Hungley piece would be worth uh, perhaps no more than a hundred dollars. To you, it is worth what you make it. To me, to me it is priceless. Ah, here is Lun. Lun, please show Mr. Holliday to the door. His business here is concluded. It will be great honor, Mr. Kwan. Just so. Well, goodbye, Mr. Holliday, and may the bat roost upon your roof. May the what rest for where? The bet is a Chinese symbol for good fortune. <laughs> Goodbye. Please to come with me, Mr. Holliday. You're sure you won't change your mind, Mr. Kwan? About what? The Hangley piece. It is yours. Perhaps we shall meet again, Mr. Holliday. Oh, wait. Just a minute, Mr. Kwan. I... He is gone, Mr. Holliday. Now, if you will please to follow me. All right. Thanks. Is there anything else you wish, Mr. Holliday? Yes, I think there is. And that is? I wish someone would tell me why I advertise for adventure and get mixed up in things like this. Oh, goodbye. So, with the Hang Lee piece tucked under my arm and a great big question mark tucked under my hat, I left Quan Lee's place. For a moment, I stood in front of the store... No one followed me out, although I knew that whoever had sent me the letter was watching. So I drove home and waited in my apartment. I didn't wait long. Hello? Miss Holliday? Yes, it is. I'm the one who sent you the letter. 
Bring the Hangley piece to 721 South Ferry Street, room 6. Oh, uh, just a minute. How do you know I've got the piece? I was in the store this afternoon. Hmm? And why didn't you ask me for it there? You're wasting time. Please bring the Hangley piece. You will be sorry. What was that address again? 721 South Ferry Street, room 6. And the name? You've got all you need to know. I'll be waiting. Well, well, well. All right, Mr. South Ferry Street. We'll see what you have to offer. Please go back in, Mr. Holliday. Oh, I've got company. Please go back. Sit down. I, uh, I just got up. Sit down. Oh, thank you. Won't you? You're much younger than I thought you'd be. Oh, is that so? Well, keep pointing that gun at me and I can age ten years. You have quite a sense of humor for a murderer. Murder? Well, this is news. Go on, Miss... Uh... Loring. Greta Loring. How do you do? Doesn't the name Loring mean anything, Mr. Holliday? Beyond the fact that it belongs to a very pretty girl holding a very ugly gun, I'm completely at loss. Lying seems to be another of your doubtful accomplishments. Oh, yes, I'm very talented, but I'm no good at puzzles. You see, I give up too easily. I had a hard time finding you, especially since you changed your name. No, this is news. I'm a murderer, a liar... And I'm living under an alias. This afternoon you gave yourself away by getting the Hangley jade from that shop. Sooner or later I knew I'd trace you through that piece of jade. Oh, so you were there too? I've watched that shop for days waiting for you to get the Hangley. And now that I've got it? I'm going to take it. Then kill you. In that order, I suppose. Give it to me. It's right there on the table in front of you. It was a long time ago that you killed my father. I was a little girl then. Lady, how you've grown up, complete with a gun and a murderous desire to kill me. I've had that desire for a long time. Ever since I found my father dead. Murdered. Go on, Miss Loring. What then? You know as well as I do. And being charming and flip won't help. Now look, Miss Loring, maybe you've got the wrong man. Have you thought of that? After all, you said I seem to be much younger than you thought I'd be. All I know is that you went after the Hangley Jade. No one else in the world but you would want that piece. No one else would know what it means. That's circumstantial evidence, Miss Lawrence. Stay where you are. We're through talking, Mr. Holliday. Or shall I call you Benson? You can call me anything you like, but think before you squeeze that trigger. I've thought quite a lot. Now, I'm going to take the Jade. All right. Here. Take it. Giving it to me won't solve everything. Stay there. No, don't. With a slam of the door, Miss Loring was gone, and so was the Hangley Jade. And so was a piece of my coat where the bullet from her gun ripped through it. But I had the gun. Maybe it could be traced. But first, I had to see a man about a piece of jade at 721 South Ferry Street. Yes, who is it? Holiday. All right, just a minute. Come on in. Now, give me the Hangley piece. I'm sorry, but you're about a half hour too late. What are you talking about? Well, I haven't got it. Maybe this will show you I don't like jokes. Now, look, whatever your name is, take that gun out of my ribs. Developing an allergy. Give me the Hangley piece. What have I told you a girl who called herself... Greta Loring took it away from me. What? Loring? You have that name right? I have every reason to remember it, but good. Where is she? I don't know. Well, you... 
All right. Turn around, face the window. Now, look, fellow. Turn is... around. Now, where did that girl go? I told you, I don't know. How did she find you? The same way you did. She was in Quan High's shop this afternoon. Uh-huh. Okay, Mr. Holliday. <coughs> Thank you for running that errand for me. <laughs> Now, back to Box 13 and Dan Holliday's newest adventure, The Treasure of Hang Lee. It was a nice hit over the top of my head. When the birds and the bees left my skull, I sat up. The room was dark. I started to get to my feet when... You're feeling better, Mr. Holliday? Huh? Mr. Kwan. Oh, I'm flattered you recognize my voice. But... You are feeling better? Except for a new head, I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm sorry I did not arrive in time to save you that inconvenience. Mm -hmm. But now that you are here, why? Why am I here? I came to see your friend. Today I have no friends. Wait a moment. I shall turn on the light. Well, I could use some. Most on what's going on. Yes, here. You gave our friend the hungry jade? Now, wait a minute. I... Just a moment. Before you answer, you had better look in this little alcove. Look, Mr. Holliday. Who? Who's that? He's dead. Yes. Quite dead. Stabbed in the back. But he's not the man I came here to see. I'm afraid not. I wish he were. Well, then who is this? One of the men I have been seeking for ten years. Ten years? Look. Mr. Kwan, I have a large headache. You're no aspirin with your your Chinese puzzles. The man you came to see was named Benson. That doesn't help. The dead man there is a man named Fisher. And what about a man named Loring? Oh, you know a man named Loring. I, uh, I met his daughter today. Ah, his daughter. Now I am beginning to see. But I presume you gave Mr. Benson the hungry jade you got from me today? I did not. Mr. Loring's daughter relieved me of it. She has it? You know she has I have only your word for that. That's all you're going to get, Mr. Kwan. I think you mean that. Very well, Mr. Holliday. I shall have to leave now. Oh, no, you don't. There's a murdered man here. How do I know you didn't kill him? That is a reasonable question. You have only my word that I did not kill him. And you'll go with me to the police. <laughs> oh, it's funny, huh? No. I was thinking of something. A proverb. And being Chinese, I am permitted one proverb. I've got one for you, Mr. Kwan. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Right now, you're the number one bird. Very good, Mr. Holliday. But my proverb is more to the point. Two men of different minds must soon say goodbye. We're going to the police, Mr. Kwan. You leave me no alternative but this. Would, would you use that gun? I'm afraid I would. If you try to stop me. But please, do not blame me, Mr. Holliday. This is the fault of my ancestors. Your ancestors? They invented gunpowder. Goodbye. And so there I was. But where? I called the police and reported the murder without giving my name. I didn't want to stick around because I had other things to do. 
I had a bullet hole through my coat and out of my head and a big burning desire to catch up with Mr. Benson and Miss Loring. Not to mention a certain Mr. Kwan. The only lead I had was Greta Loring's gun that I'd taken from her. If she had bought it in the city, it would be registered. So I made one more phone call and found out what I wanted. Her address. It was in an apartment building. And her apartment was number eight. I pressed the buzzer. Yes, who... Good evening, Miss Loring. How did you find me? Oh, I had to. I always return things that I borrow. I believe this is your gun. What are you going to do? Play questions and answers. Please, get out of here. This afternoon, you, you call me a murderer. Why? I... I thought you were someone else. Who? Benson? Yes. Oh, but I'm not. I know that now. Oh, now she tells me. After she puts a bullet through my coat. You know, Miss Loring, two inches higher and you'd have had yourself a corpse. <laughs> me. I dislike being a corpse. Now you'll talk. Benson killed my father in China ten years ago. It seems he also killed a man called Fisher. David Fisher? David or not, he's just a number at the morgue by now. Then... Then Benson is still alive. I think he is. And you came here. Well, of course, why not? Oh, don't you see what you've done? Done? Think about it. Oh. He wouldn't know where to find you, but I told him I'd met you. You know, keep track of me. And come here. Listen, have you still got that hang leaks, Jade? Yes. Well, he wants that. If you give it to him, maybe he'll go away. My father was killed because he had the Hangley piece. What is there about that piece? There were three pieces, all part of the same screen. It was something about a treasure. Mm-hmm. And the carving on the screen would lead to the treasure. Yes. You have one piece. Benson has the other two. One he killed your father to get, the other he killed Fisher to get. And he'll come here after this third piece. Hey, come on, we've got to get out of here. Wait, where's your phone? Well, right there, but... I'm going to call the police. Not yet, Mr. Holliday. Juan. Yes, I followed you, Mr. Holliday. Then, because I fear Miss Loring would not extend her hospitality to me, I came up the fire escape. Quan. Quan, my father told yes, me. Miss Loring, yes. Your father, Fisher, and Benson killed an old Taoist priest in China to get the Hung Lee screen and its secret. My father never killed anyone. I'm afraid he did. But there are three pieces off the screen. Yes, Mr. Holliday. The three men did not trust one another. They broke the screen up into three pieces. One valueless without the other two. Why? Why did they do that? Because they had to leave China and go their separate ways. They arranged to meet later. Mm, but, but Benson killed Loring. Yes, but Loring did not have his piece of the Hung Lee. I got it before Benson got to him. And you, you put the piece in the window to trap Benson. Why, Mr. Kwan? Why? The Taoist priest was my honorable father. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I'm sure you did not. I have been all over the world, waiting, waiting, hoping that sooner or later the murderers of my father would trap themselves. Two are dead, and the third... Benson? Yes, Benson. He... Must be Benson. You will let him in, Mr. Holliday. Let him in, are you crazy? Quan, he's a killer. I said let him in one moment. I will take that gun you put on the table, Mr. Holliday. Give it to me. Take it. Thank you. Now I have two guns. Mr. Benson probably has one. Let him in, Mr. Holliday. If you think I'm going to open that door and let him in, you're crazy. I have two guns. Are you afraid, Mr. Holliday? I... All right. Slowing it back next to the wall. Now. Hugh, get back in there. Better not come in, Benson. Move away now. 
Who's that? Come in, Mr. Benson. Come in. Holiday, stand in front of me. Right where you are. All right? Go ahead and shoot. I would hit Mr. Holiday. That's right. I'm sorry, Mr. Holiday, but you seem to have been caught between the dragon and the tiger. I want that Hang Lee piece. I, I'll give it to yes, him. Yes, do that, Miss Loring. Give it to him. Benson, you've already killed two men. The third won't make any difference. A Hang Lee piece, Miss Loring. On the table. There. Take it, take it. Good enough. All right, Holiday, move in front of me. Always in front of me. Now stop. Hand me the jade. You, Miss Loring, hand it to me. That's it. Now I'm going to move back toward the door. If you shoot, Holiday gets it. Stop right here. Mr. Holiday, my life means nothing because I have devoted it to this moment. But I regret this inconvenience to you. Go on, think what you're doing. Benson won't get away. The police will have his description and be picked up within an hour. Nice dreaming, Holiday. Mr. Kwan, don't. Stay where you are. I regret, Mr. Holiday. Twist away quickly! Twist away! <laughs> Mr. Holiday! I'm all right. I got out of the way. But. Mr. Benson has gone to his ancestors. Mr. Kwan, are you all right? Yes. It's quite all right, thank you. Go ahead. Miss Loring, call the doctor faster. No, no, please. The three pieces of the screen. Give them to me. You will find two of them in Mr. Benson's pocket. Look, Mr. Kwan, you're hurt badly. You've got to have a doctor. No, that would do no good. Old Chinese proverb, greatest coward is he who fears death. I'm sorry, Mr. Kwan. They humbly pieces. Please, put them together. All right. There they are. The treasure of Hongli right here. Treasure? But... Not gold. My people learned centuries ago that real treasure is not gold. Treasure of Hongli is written here. Jade. That happy is the man who is contented with his lot. Mr. Kwan. Mr. Kwan. <laughs> it's all right, Miss Loring. Mr. Kwan is contented. treasure, Mr. Holliday? Just, just that proverb? That's right, Susan. Maybe it's the best after all. You see, we beat our brains out going after something, and when we've got it, the thing on the other side of the hill always looks better. Happy is the man who is contented with his lot. Gee, you know something, Mr. Holliday? Hmm? What, Susan? I can't think of anything silly to say. That's as it should be. Good night, Susan. Next week, same time, through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Box 13 is directed by Richard Sandville, with this week's original story by Mark Hopley. Original music is composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. 
Part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker, and production is supervised by Vern Carstensen. Box 13 is a Mayfair production from Hollywood. Watch for Alan Ladd in his latest Paramount picture. Welcome back. Well, this is one of my favorite episodes of Box 13. I really quite enjoy it. I think it's got a uh, powerful message and a very uh, ironic twist that the treasure was being content with your lot in life and that in hopes that it was something else because they weren't content with their lot in life, uh, this led to so many deaths and uh, misery. I also really like Mr. Kwan as a character. Uh, I think that uh, was very uh, well written and uh, very uh, dignified. And it's definitely a tragedy that he ended up passing at the end of the episode. Well, now for some listener comments and feedback. And we have a new review in the Apple Podcast Store. Liz A.E. writes... I love this podcast. Keep it up. Well, thank you for the review, Liz. And then we have a uh, question on YouTube from CZ Redhead, who writes, Was chamber music part of the program? And this is regarding the airmail mystery. Seems a huge waste of programming airtime. Well, thanks for the question. Uh, in answer... Uh, essentially, the uh, music was sent along... Uh, with the uh, program, and it, uh, there would be local sponsors found for the broadcast, uh, and you would replace the music with the uh, local ads. And uh, all we have with Airmail Mystery are just, you know, the raw transcription discs that were sent out to the station. Uh, we have other series that were uh, syndicated like that. Uh, Boston Blackie did that as well. And uh, we have uh, uh, quite a few episodes of Boston Blackie uh, where uh, some of the, uh, some of the uh, music was replaced actually by ads. So that was a pretty common syndication practice. But thanks so much for the question. And uh, as we go ahead and wrap up, I do want to uh, remind you, as part of our listener support campaign, you can become one of our Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go over to patreon.greatdetectives.net. And I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Marla. Marla's been one of our Patreon supporters since January 2018, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Marla. And that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Dick Tracy. And then, uh, coming up this Saturday, we'll be getting into Treasury Agent. And we'll be back next Monday with another episode of Box 13. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.